Kia how's everyone doing? You're good? Wow, wow, God is so good, God is so good. It's awesome news about uh, uh, you guys having a baby, so cool. It's interesting because I want to talk about a baby this morning. I want to talk about uh, the birth of Jesus, but before we get into the word and I do that, let's just pray. <clears throat> if you join me, please. Father God, we thank you that you're here with us right now. God, that your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, God, able to pierce through any situation, God. Any situation, God, right now. By your spirit, we pray, God, come in power this morning in this place, we pray. God, I pray for every heart in this room, every mind, every family, every child, that they would be open to what you want to say to us this morning. And we give you, mighty God, all the praise and glory and honor in this place. And everyone said, amen, amen. Wow, man, I nearly started crying in worship as we were singing those songs praising God this morning. I don't know what it is. I totally forgot I was speaking, actually, and then I realized uh, I'm speaking. Before that, I was like crazy nervous. But I believe the word that God's put on my heart this morning is, is, is for us. It's, it's now, and the word the Lord has given me is it's time. It's time. And interesting, we, you know, we were talking about uh, a couple in the church having uh, a baby because I want to talk about uh, Jesus' birth, actually. I want to talk about the Christmas story, and it's like, no, it's not that time, Callum. It's, that's in a few months. But I believe God wants to unlock some of the things in the birth of Jesus, in the narrative, in the story of Jesus this morning over our lives. Is that cool? Awesome. Well, basically, just if, if, uh, if you've been in church for a while, you would know the story about Jesus. But if you haven't, I just want to give you a quick rundown. So essentially what happens is uh, back in the Old Testament, uh, many prophets come and they prophesy about the coming Messiah, Jesus, coming to earth and being born. And then we fast forward and we're introduced to Mary and Joseph. So Mary and Joseph are obviously the parents uh, of Jesus. And, uh, and then they're pledged to be married, right? So they're pledged to be married. And then this angel turns up and goes, yo, girl, Mary, you're going to have a baby. It's, uh, you know, it's time, you know, da-da-da-da. And she's like, whoa, okay, well, whatever. She gets a bit scared and she's like, are you, are you sure? Uh, uh, I'm not sure about this. I, I'm, I'm a virgin, you know, and I'm kind of getting married, so it wouldn't look good sort of thing. But she's like, okay, whatever, whatever. And then um, we, we move along and... Then she gets ready uh, to, to have this baby, and she takes off to her cousin's house, okay, Zechariah and Elizabeth's place. And they're also expecting a child, right? So she goes there, and the word of Lord is confirmed for her that she's going to have a baby. And then we move along, and eventually uh, Joseph finds this out and plans to divorce her in secret to do the, the right thing. And, um, and then... He, the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, no, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. It's just chill, chill. This is, this is of me. It's all good. You can marry her, and, uh, and it's going it's to be fine. So Joseph changes his mind, and eventually they get married. The reason I believe God wants to use the birth of Jesus' story this morning is because I believe it's time, and God wants to birth something fresh and new in us this morning. Can I hear amen? 
I believe that God is on the brink of releasing and birthing something in our lives, not just as individuals, but as churches. And that's what he wants to say to us this morning. See, the thing I know about the story is that from the time the first human came, Adam, to Jesus, the prophesied promised Messiah, it was like a crazy 4,000 years or so. It was like 70 plus generations that the promise of God, Jesus in the flesh, the savior of the world was going to come and save the world. And I was looking at that thinking, whoa, that's a crazy long time. That's like ridiculous to even fathom that. And I believe God said this. He said, some things take time. Some good things take time. And in, but then in 2 Peter, he says this. 2 Peter 3, he says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And does it seem to you that God is taking uh, a while uh, f for a promise or a breakthrough to come through in your life? Does it feel like, God, where are you? It's taking so long. What's, what's going on? And he dropped that scripture into my, into my mind. That with a day, sorry, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. Now, I just want to give you a little bit, bit of a story. When I came to the Lord, um, this is a bit of my testimony, uh, I, was in, I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. How many can identify that before God, you were doing a whole lot of crazy stuff, right? I was drinking, I was partying, I was going out, doing all the young thing, having a good time, going crazy. It was a mess, right? But then when I got saved, the scripture was so spoke to me because in a day, God delivered me from so many things. In one day, God broke off alcohol, smoking, lying, cheating, all sorts of craziness. He just went, boom, and one day, he took it away from me. In one day. So this scripture is so pertinent to us this morning. My family are laughing down there because they're like, yeah, we know, we know. They can testify to what I'm saying. I'm not telling you lies. You see, in one day, God delivered me instantly from these things. But some people, this, these sort of things take a long time. It, it doesn't just happen like that. It can seem like forever, like a thousand years to some people. And, you know, and um, it's not like God delivered me from everything. I still struggle with one or two things maybe, Max, but not, you know, no, I'm kidding. I struggle with a whole heap of things. And Stace can, can tell you about this. She's like, amen, he does, I know it. And to her, it might sound like it's taking ages for God to do something in me. Uh, but it, but it's all good. It's all good. Love you, babe. It's all good. I love you. It's all good. You see, the point I'm trying to make is what you struggle with, others, God can, uh, and others, God can deliver in a flesh. But what others are delivered from in a flesh, you can struggle with. See, what took me one day, what took God, sorry, one day in my life can take or seem like it can take a thousand in yours. But what God has done in your life, and there'll be many, many stories in here that, of God's goodness, that what he has done for you in a day may take someone like me a thousand years. It may seem like that. Uh, you know, we, 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 I mean, we, 
some of the things you know, we were struggling with at the time before God delivered me, we paid crazy amounts of money. We went to courses. We did all sorts of who believe God courses and stuff, self-help, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it was all good for like five seconds. You know, it's like, yeah, you pay the money. Yeah, yeah, come out of there, rah, rah, rah. And it's like, eh, yeah, no, nah, still struggling with that. It's no good. But God in his power can deliver us in one day, in one day. But the point I want to make is that whatever time it takes God to deliver you, whatever time it takes you to overcome whatever challenges you're facing is between you and God. And this is my first point. It's your time with God. And I pray it is, it is, it is time today that God wants to birth something new in you. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. Because it goes on in that same passage, it goes on to 2 Peter 3.9, and it says this, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. See, the point is, is that the reason why we hold on to stuff, and it's our humanness, is because it's, 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 it's essentially sin in us. It's essentially sin in us. It, it's, and, and that's the human condition. That's, the, that's, that's why we're here. That's why we received faith in God, because we understood this human condition that we're in. And I believe that God isn't wanting anyone to perish. That is why we need to hear this message today, because it is so important that we go out and share this good, to, good news with other people, that God is not slow and, and delivering on his promise. And that's my first point is, it's your time. It's your time. Now is your time. See, what we think should take a long time, God can do in a flash. But what we think should happen now may take some time to happen. Is this okay? See, however long it takes you for, to, to discover Christ in you, it's between you and God and maybe your wife or husband if you have one. Because... Yeah, they often tell us what's going on. But it's your time to figure out. Don't compare yourself and how long it takes you to someone else's time to overcome or see the breakthrough and challenge in your life. I, 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 I like this. I, I, I was thinking about this, and, and I believe God dropped this into my spirit. He said, my time I give you is my gift to you to realize who you are in him. See, time is a gift that God gives us to realize who we are in him, who we're called to be, not wanting any of us or anyone else to perish. Time is a gift. And maybe it's your time to step into what God's calling you to do. Maybe you already know the promise and what God's spoken over your life right now. And maybe God is saying it's time now to step into that. It's time now. This is your time to step into that. You see, the problem when things take time, especially if it's a testing time, is that it can be tough. It can be tough, you know, and, and, it, and it's only when you're the person in it, it's all good. Like, you know, when you go to your, your husband or your wife and they say to you, oh, babe, God's good, trust him, but you, you're not the one in it. I'm the one in it. I'm the one being tested. And often that can happen. And it feels like God's taking ages to do this, but it says in James 1, 2 to 5, Consider it pure joys, sorry, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, 
and it will be given to you. See, perseverance is so important because when it's complete, we'll be lacking, lacking in nothing. Hardened steel, to make hardened steel, what they do is they heat it with high temperatures. They make it so hot, uh, and they can do this process several times. And what it does is it strengthens the metal, and it makes it tougher. And, you know, and sometimes when it's taking time for stuff to happen, it feels like it's so hot, I can't bear it. I just give up, whatever. But I, I, what God is saying to us this morning is, don't do that. Persevere. Have faith in me and trust in me because I will come through in your situation. It's your time. Is this okay? Okay, cool. All right. Moving on. Let's, let's move on to the actual story now. Uh, in, in the uh, scripture, Luke 1, 26 to 33, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings you, a highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting might this be. But the angel of the Lord said, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and he will be called. And sorry, and you are to call him Jesus. And then it goes on to say he will be the son of the most high. Now, this something that stood out for me in this passage of Scripture is like, the angel's like, hey, greetings, you are highly favored. God is with you. And her response is like, uh, hmm, uh, are you sure? Uh, I'm not quite sure. She's like wondering what's going on, what, what kind of greeting this might be. You see, what, she, what, what boggled me is she heard what the angel said. I mean, here's the angel of God standing in front of her, telling her, you are highly favored. God is with you. And she's still like, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Um, are you sure? What, what, what's going on? See, Mary was tr greatly troubled at his words and won wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Uh, how often in our lives does God speak truth to us and we just simply don't even listen? It's like God is saying you are highly favored. This morning, God wants to say you are highly favored. But unless we, unless we receive it, uh, you know, it's, it's not going to do anything in our lives. See, she totally missed what he was saying. And we can be like that sometimes when God says something, speaks a promise or a word over our lives. We're like, uh, it sounds too good to be true. You know, it's like, what's the catch? I, I've, I've got a little story uh, about catches, um, kind of sidetracking a little bit. But I was, on, I was on the internet and I'm not that guy. I was on Facebook, okay, talking about catches. I was on Facebook and I saw this advertisement. And uh, there were these supplements. And I was like, yeah, man, it looks good. It's like three bucks a bottle. I was like, true. I, but, you know, God was talking to me saying, don't do it, don't do it. Via my wife, she always tells me, don't look at that stuff. And I'm not normally that guy. I'm seriously, don't judge me, but I'm not normally that guy. But I did. I clicked on this ad on Facebook. I was like, what are you up to? But I clicked it. It was, just looks so good. Anyway, these supplements turned up. Stacey's laughing because she knows exactly where this is going. These supplements turned up, right? And I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, lovely supplements, awesome. The bill goes out of the visa. Two weeks later, two weeks later, Stacey's like, uh, what's this 140 bucks for? And I was like, hmm, I don't know, not me, girl. So, no, no, step off. I'm running from this, you know. I'm not the same, but not me. She's like, are you sure it's not me? I was like, oh, cool. Don't know, not me. I, I rang the bank and I was like, what's this payment that's gone out of my, uh, my our visa? And she's like, um... Let me have a look. And she looks at the website, the company, because I didn't even recognize the company. Eh? Anyhow, long story short, she's like, oh, about two weeks ago, you bought some supplements or something online? I was like, 
yeah, and I wanted to hang up the phone at that point. I was like, I know where this is going. I was like, no, I'm that guy. I got sucked in by the evil advertisers. And I was like, oh, no, what's the catch? And she's like, well, here's the thing. This is what they do. They hide the fine print. They hide the small print that if you don't ring up within 14 days, this was totally not on there. Facebook advertisements are evil. It's like, seriously, I clicked in. I clicked in. There was nothing. I thought I was paying the full price. And she's like, nah, nah, they got you, man. This is what they do. You know, you buy this stuff. You think you've got it. And then they smash you later on, and you don't even realize it. So I got smashed. So I was like, well, what can I do? How do I reverse this? She says, you can't. You basically got to ring out. There's a company in, in the States. See, with God, there is no catch to the promise of God over our lives. But because we're in the world, you know, and it's so corrupted and, and we get caught up in this worldly way of, of thinking and doing things, we get skeptical and we get cynical and we're always like, oh, that can't be true of my life. You know, God's spoken this or someone's given us a word. That can't be true. I want to say it is so true. And we need to see God as not having a catch. There is no catch with God. Like the evil advertisements on Facebook. I'm never going there again. Never going there again. Never, ever, ever. I said I wouldn't be that guy, but I got caught out. My point is, with God, there is no catch. There is no catch to, to this great story and promise that he has. You see, when he said to Mary, you are highly favored, he's saying that of us today. He's saying of th- that of us this morning. He has unmerited favor over our lives this morning. And it's like there is no catch. There is no catch. You can just receive this morning. Whatever situation you are facing, whatever situation you are in, you just can receive that God is with you and trust him that his unmerited favor is over your life. Eventually, Mary comes around and and the angel uh, says, you know, God, yep, I trust you. I'm your servant. Let it happen as as you say. Meantime, Joseph, if we jump over to Matthew 18 during this this story, Matthew 18, 19, it says, uh, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but they came together. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because her husband Joseph was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. My version of that, if I had found out that my wife-to-be was pregnant, my version of that wouldn't look like that. My version would have gone, you're out of here. You're gone. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I'm putting this. All it's going to be out there. You, you are. I mean, now, you've got to remember, in Jewish custom, when you're pledged to someone, it's like you're married. The only way you can get out of it is either death or divorce. So this is a huge deal in their time. This, I mean, you know, like um, Grace is engaged, you know, and it's awesome. And, but their, their idea of pledged and engaged to a similar, similar stage is totally different. They were like, you, have to get, you have to either have to die or get divorced. And so this was a massive deal to Joseph. And, and I'm reading that going, what? He's like faithful to the law yet. He didn't want to expose her to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. I was like, what the heck? What the heck? No. But anyway, that's my version. See, he had the right to publicly shame her, to divorce her. But because he trusted God, he didn't do that. He kept a right heart. His response was like, Joseph, you are the mantis. You are the man. I'm thinking, man... This is like a whole other level of man, dudeness. It's like, whoa, I need to step up. You know, it's kind of like, this guy is awesome. You see, like I said, under Jewish customs, essentially Mary should have been put to death. Because if you had a, if you had a baby out of wedlock or out of engagement or, or, or pledging, 
It's like you get stoned. You get divorced, you're gone. But not only that, you can get stoned and killed. And that's what should have happened to her. But because Joseph's response was perfect and he wanted to do the right thing before God and had a good heart, he didn't cut her off. He didn't put her out to be killed. And there have been many situations like that where the odds have been stacked against us, you, where the worst should have happened. Where, you know, some of us shouldn't have even been here, literally. But God doesn't do things that way. I was telling a story in the, in the first service that, um, you know, I, I am here, but by the grace of God, I, I remember a story when I was uh, asleep in my parents' bedroom. I was in the corner. I was only young. I was sleeping on the floor in the corner of the room, and this car crashed through our front yard. It, it, it was at high speed, and he was drunk, and he crashed through our front yard. And uh, when the police came and everything like that, uh, there were these car tire tracks that were heading straight for my parents' bedroom where I was asleep. Uh, but the car was parked about 10 metres away, perfectly positioned outside of the house. And when the police came, they said, we have no idea what's happened. That car should have gone through that wall, through that room, into that bedroom. We can tell that the speed was so fast, what he was doing, because of all the marks and stuff like that. But somehow, the, the track stopped in front of our room, and the car was put perfectly in front of the house. And they, they were like, what? we have no idea what's just happened. And I believe, by the grace of God, it was because I was meant to be here, talking to you guys, putting you guys through this. This is awesome. <laughs> so praise God for his promises over my life. What situation are you facing today, whether it be health, relationships, circumstances, or maybe struggling with a sin? You see, Mary was facing death, and yet she put her trust in God. Joseph could have done several things, but he did what was best for Mary. You see, sometimes it's always better to do what's right for others than what's in our own interests, even when we have the right to do so. You know, the Bible says if your freedom that you have in God is causing others to stumble, don't do it. And that's what Joseph understood. He said, hey, I've got the right to do this. I've got the right to, to do whatever. She was facing death. And he could have said, hey, look, sorry, girl, but this is the law. This is the way it goes. Um, yeah, yeah, you're gone. But he didn't. If your freedom is causing someone else to stumble, don't do it. Have a response like Joseph towards Mary. It's so important. Because what happens next in Matthew 1, 20 to 21, it said, because after, after he, Joseph, had considered what he was going to do, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. See, the situation looked perilous for Mary and Joseph. The odds were stacked against them big time. Both of them. 
I mean, she was literally going to die, but he would have been without a wife and a family and go on to have the, the children that he did have. But because his heart was right with God, because they trusted in God, God came through and the word of the Lord came afterwards and it was confirmed to them, which leads me to my second point. No matter how things look in your life, trust God. Trust God, no matter what it looks like. See, I believe that God is wanting to birth something in us this morning. But I believe it's going to be something new. And I believe it's going to be different to what you think it should look like. Don't just look. Don't Sorry, don't just. Sorry, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You need to trust God in this situation. The next thing that happens in Luke 1, 39 to 40, it says, At that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's, and Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. You see, Zechariah was a priest in the temple. Elizabeth was his wife, and she wasn't supposed to have a baby either. But she, she became pregnant as well. She had a similar promise to Joseph and Mary. And what I want to say this morning is what God has for you this morning, you need to go to the people of God who have a spirit inside of them to confirm it. Because what happens when she goes there, this is the first place she goes. She runs to them and says she's, she got ready. Everyone say, get ready. She got ready and she hurried to Zechariah and Elizabeth's place. And then Elizabeth, something leaps inside of her. And the word of the Lord is confirmed to her through Elizabeth. And I suppose what I want to say, my point is this, is that you need to get around people who are carrying the same spirit of God. You need to get around people and get advice from people who love and trust God, not just anyone. You see, because Mary still had doubts. Even when it was confirmed to her, she still had doubts. How do I know that? Because in Luke 1, 43, it says, But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And then Elizabeth says to her in the following verse, 45, uh, sorry, 44, 45, As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed the Lord would fulfill her promises to her. You see, Elizabeth was filled with a similar promise it's just that Mary's promise was, would be much greater. If you want confirmation, if you, if you need advice about what God is speaking to you over your life, you need to go to the house of God. You need to go to the right people to get the advice. And that is my third and final point, get advice from the right people. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. God bless you.
with every head bowed and every eye closed.